Welcome to This Is Not A Green Room, the podcast where we talk to friends and comedians of New York Comedy Club about life, laughter, comedy, and all kinds of who knows what, the Avengers, therapy, a lot of therapy talk here. Um, <laughs> as always, we're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Court Square, Queens, which is definitely not downtown Queens, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> at Pinch Recording. And our guest today is Ayanna Dukey. Is there such thing as a downtown Queens? I think I've heard people refer to parts of it as downtown, but I think everyone just calls their own part downtown. Like central. Yeah. Or, and it's so yeah. industrial. It's like Manhattan anyway. This is a nice part of Queens, though. Like, I have oh, not a been to. a part of Queens. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Except also then there's taxi, It's on the come up. Taxi things. Also, of course, our lovely hosts, co-hosts, the lovely Rachel. Oh, hi, guys. And the wonderful Nick. Hey, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Nick, you've got a real last name. I mean, you've got a fake last name, but we can say your last name. Yeah, Nick Angelo. That's that's how. That's that's a fake last name. What's my middle name? Oh, so is it like me? You don't like to divulge your real last name. My name is Nicholas Angelo Argonti. Oh, and when I used to do uh, stand up, when people would say my name Nick Argonti, and they would. They would, just, they would I, just they would just run it. my name together and that if you it kind of sounds like a racial slur and I was like, you know what? I don't think I well, want say that. it. Say it all the way out. I want to hear it. <laughs> oh no. I'm not falling for that one. No, what do you like what what's slur? There's so many of them. I want to know which it's, one. It's so my name is Nick Argonti. Nick Argonti. Uh, I don't Nicaragante. I mean, that's a hard nigga right there. Like, that's a nigga. Yeah. That's, nigga. I guess a push. Yeah. Well, I'm from Pittsburgh, and we don't oh, enunciate wow. our words. So it was just like, you know what? I'm going to uh, go with Nick Angelo, because that was my middle name. Okay. So that's uh, that's, that's cool anyway. my origin story of my name. All right. So, so where did you grow up, Miss Ayanna? I grew up in Maryland, um, right outside of D.C. in Prince George's County. Um, we're very proud, so I always have to say PG County. Um, but I was born in Brooklyn. I was born in Brookdale Hospital. We moved to Maryland when I was nine. And yes, yeah, so I'm more of a Maryland girl, more of a su- suburb girl. Um, I still have been in New York for six years. Well, back in New York, and I have not got accustomed to it. Like this is this. I don't know how I've not beat somebody down on the train yet or got my ass beat. I don't I don't know how that's a thing yet. <laughs> it's, it's one of the worst <laughs> things on the planet. I was just thinking that the other day, like getting on a crowded subway or it's just horrible. a subway in general, but like a crowded subway is one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. And I do it on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's and it's amazing. And you say like, I don't know how I haven't beat someone down yet. Like, yeah, I really don't either. I, mm. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It is unbelievable how rude and just entitled and just ignorant people are. And then oh. a fight literally broke out right next to me the other day you know i hate the fucking train but i have to take it sometimes mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god i just don't want to get punched in the face but like they're literally two guys standing over me and it's rush hour because they keep nudging each other and i'm just like oh get me off this motherfucker this is why i drive like i hate it but it was so funny roddy mcginnis posted the funniest post i've ever seen yesterday there was a parrot on one side just yeah. chilling on the on the the little metal thing yeah, yeah yeah a pikachu on the other like a full person dressed as a pikachu on the other side of the train and that wasn't even the craziest thing because if you look at the other people's faces on the train they're all looking in one direction and it's at neither of those places 
<laughs> can you see what they're looking at? No, you can, it, he we couldn't fit it in the is. shot. He couldn't uh, even put it in the shot. But I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> That's uh, the kind of train I would be on. But I started being a politeness vigilante a little bit. Like, if I'm feeling good, like, if I'm not, I, I don't, whatever. But I will. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like part-time? One yeah, part-time, part-time. Like, if I feel confident that day, somebody's getting yelled at for standing right in front of the door or not taking their backpack oh. off or stopping on the <laughs> stairs to look at your phone, I will yeah. kick you and trip you and kill you. My righteous anger makes me feel like I'm the only one that can like teach these people yeah. proper manners. So I'm not the only one. Because, see, I thought no. I was the, I was listening to Brene Brown on my Audible account yesterday, and she talks about being these types of people. And how you have to just start believing that everybody's doing their best. So this morning Oof. I woke up like really meditating. <laughs> Everyone is doing their best. Everyone is doing their best. And then this dude sat next to me and he just put his water bottle down and then it rolled over onto me. So I like pick it up and hand it back to him as politely rude as I can. And because I, I need him to know. I need him to know, like, I don't want your water bottle on my lap. Like, I didn't bring a water bottle. Why am I sharing your fucking water bottle right now? And he's like, it's not even open, man. He's like showing me. I don't give a fuck. Do you? Everyone is doing their best. Everyone. And like, I just. <laughs> I feel like everyone is doing their best. I mean, like, I just, I, I don't know if I'll ever get accustomed to it. My, I was saying my boyfriend's a cop, so whenever I'm with him, I have to be conscious because he's always carrying. And he's always just like, this is not going to be a normal fight if you, you know what I mean? He's like, I have a gun and a badge. He's like, you can't do this with, I'm like, then we need to commute separately because <laughs> you need to go in the next car because yeah. <laughs> you're intermittent fasting right yeah so how like you're you must be like on 10 all the time i don't know they say it's supposed to like calm you because your body doesn't have to exert energy on breaking down the food so you have more mental clarity mm. i i don't like i did the longest fast i've done is a 40 hour fast uh -oh. And by hour 38, like, again, my boyfriend brought me to his uh, his parents' house. And um, That's an appropriate place. I was like, why? Like, I, I, and then his brother's baby's mama's there. And she just be talking about dumb shit, like, all the time. Just like, you ever meet them people that they just, you talk to them. It's just like, you just know that there's never going to be anything of value that comes out of their mouth. You bring nothing to the table. Yeah, at all. Like, she just starts talking. And you're just like, what are you saying? Like, I don't. And I, as soon as she started talking, I text Jason and was like, I can't do this right now. So you need to come and figure this situation out. I can't. I'm not, I'm like, this is, we're pushing hour 39 right now. And I don't know what the fuck this bitch is talking about, but somebody needs to intervene right now. So, but yeah. So, so you grew up in Maryland mm -hmm. and then how did you start doing stand up? Um, so I said when I was four years old during a school what is that? Like a school, you know, when your parents come and y'all do cute shit. Yeah. Not a recital, but so they said, um, they were going around saying, oh, so-and-so says when they grow up, they want to be a da-da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da-da. So when they got to my name, they're like, Ayana Dookie says when she wants to grow up, she wants to be a movie star. And um, my dad was like, yeah, no, we didn't come to this country for that. Um, <laughs> like at four years old, he was like, no, no. I remember that. He was just like, no, just mm -mm. so um, my parents, both of them are from Trinidad. And um, my father fought in Vietnam so that him and his immediate family could get um, citizenship here. So luckily, he doesn't really hold it over my head. And now that I'm like sort of kind of making money. 
doing comedy. Like, I'm able to support myself. They're just like, okay. But I end up going to school for engineering because that's what you do. <laughs> um, and in school, I would just be in the um, Black Engineer Society Lounge, which is in the basement of uh, University of Maryland, and just talking shit. Just And people would start mm-hmm. coming, like, bringing their lunch to just hear me talk shit. And I didn't realize that until, like, I'd come in, like, say I had like a meeting or something and someone I come in there like oh so and so was looking for you and I'm like why they're like oh you know people come to just because their families and they're around are probably so boring I guess so it's just like I would just be and I'm just I I love to argue so I was always arguing Mm -hmm. with somebody about something um and that was just what I did so somebody one of my one of my classmates or people when you're in school with they're like you should try comedy and I was like all right um (laughs) why not it's i want i still want to be a movie star i like the most i've done was like audition for like a music video and i hope that audition never gets out into the internet <laughs> it's literally Who was the just, artist it's just me shaking my ass like oh like, you one of those yeah i was like however i need to get into this industry <laughs> it's I, like it's like the nelly tipville tri- yeah, tip drill video oh. but i was i'm not good at it i don't know why but <laughs> I have that, like, that I hate to say it, but, like, people are like, you're so exotic looking. So, like, some dude was like, you want to be in a music? I was just like, I look like all these other bitches. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even think he was, like, a legit dude. Yeah. I he probably just went around collecting tapes yeah, from young women. So I'm probably on just somebody's collage of just me shaking. <laughs> I hope to God. Like, that's one of my biggest fears, that, and I did a um a gospel music video. Yeah, again, something I found on like Craigslist or MySpace or some shit, and I just hope that never surfaced. Were you shaking your ass in that one too? No, <laughs> that would have probably been more appropriate because it was horrible. Um, no, I was just sitting around looking sad, and I remember I had this real cute skirt I got from Old Navy. I was very proud of that skirt. <laughs> that was what I just sad. So that's where I began <laughs> my humble beginnings on my path of stardom um yeah so I was like all right I'll try comedy and one of my frat brothers who now lives in LA and is more of an actor than a um, comic Dewan Owens he um he had started doing him and Aaron Jackson had started doing comedy I didn't know Aaron but they met at like some kind of comedy workshop in DC mm-hmm. and um he was roommates with one of my other frat brothers that I'm cool with. So the one I was cool was like, oh, go talk to Dewan. He's do he's been doing comedy for like a year at that point. So, I mean, and like now looking back, there's nothing that any comic can tell you to do. <laughs> like you go, can you tell me about stairs? Like get on stage. I don't know what else to tell you. Mm. Um, so like, of course, my first jokes are about my last name and being biracial. Um, and your joke about your mother voluntarily fucking an Indian guy is like, I heard this for the first time the other day. I lost it. I was the one that lost it in the back room. I was like, <laughs> that was so funny. I'm oh, sorry. You. No, thank you. <laughs> it's, no, it's one of them things. Like whenever people ask me, they're like, Oh, you're mixed with black and Indian. People automatically assume that my, um, my dad is the black one yeah. because you just don't see black women really stepping out. Like yeah. they just, it's just not what, Especially not an Indian dude, but in Trinidad, it's very common. Oh, I see. They call it Dogler when you're mixed with black and Indian. Oh. So it's like it's like that common that there's a term for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so that's why I tell people whenever I go to Trinidad, because they're like, oh, this is so different. I'm like, I'm very domestic. Back where I'm from. <laughs> Super domestic. I get off the plane. I'm like, well, there's a bunch of me's around here. 
Um, yeah, so I that's how Duan was gave me a list of open mics. I showed up um, and I had a bunch of people with me because I used to waitress. So everybody who wasn't working came. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I miss about living, um, working in the food industry because it's like such a close-knit family environment. Mm-hmm. And everybody, like especially when you're all on the same schedule, that same fucked up, y'all work Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. don't have any life. So Tuesday is Party on Monday. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So everybody was like, what? We're going out on Tuesday for an open mic. And I was like, all right. So, um, and it was it was fine. I didn't do bad. Um I did well enough that I was like, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I remember the first time I had sex, I was like, I'm never doing this again. It took <laughs> two years. <laughs> but stand up, I was like, oh, I could do this again tomorrow. Like, this is, this is, this is doable. Sex is hard. I don't know who had a good first time, but oh, God. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I remember thinking, I'm like, well, it's just, it's got to get better than this. That's oh, why everyone's hope- doing it. <laughs> I was tapped out for two years. I was like, oh, this is, I must not be doing it right. I don't know if there's a book or a Tim. Or, it was, oh, it's so bad. He's still my Facebook friend. Occasionally he still tries to fuck. I'm like, no, like, what is he? What are you doing? So well, you left an impression. Did I? I mean, he didn't even pop my high. I don't, you know, I heard that wow. you don't actually. Yeah, it didn't pop until like two years later. And then I didn't know. Oh, no better. wonder you weren't enjoying it. That probably was. Did you know? Wait, it, wait, did you know? When what? someone popped your hymen? Like, is that, like, I didn't even know, like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you knew it immediately? Did it happen the first know. time? Yeah. Do you? Did no, you? I, I still don't know if it happened. Maybe you still don't. have it. <laughs> You're still intact. <laughs> you can just go to, a, you can go marry a Mormon. Right I know. They, they'll check you out. They'll be like, she's good. Yes. Good I go. am having a hymen popping good time right now. <laughs> Poor Nick just sitting this here. He's is like, fantastic. oh my God, this is like. <laughs> Nick has learned a lot about female anatomy the last two weeks. So. Yeah, I thought I knew. And then Rachel starts saying things. I'm like, wait, that can't be right. I don't remember that. Did you go home and ask class. your girlfriend? Like, wait, Rachel said this thing. Is she a freak or is that true? <laughs> Probably you know, a combo of like, both. You do find out like there's some weird thing about your body. And like normally it's not just, I mean, it can be your vagina a lot because people don't talk about that as much. But like it might just be a weird thing. Like you suddenly see someone with like a regular toenail on their baby toe and you're like oh wait am i wrong or are you wrong what's happening here a regular toenail on your baby toe that's a thing yeah like, i mean some people i've seen some people with like an actual legit toenail on their baby toe and i, I find I have it one. wild I, I, I mean i have one but it's like so, so little, little it might as well not exist yeah. oh i think i have a regular toenail huh. yeah do. you're doing better than i am for sure yeah <laughs> like when you go and get a pedicure you're like don't charge me for that one yeah exactly <laughs> No putting any, you're not doing any work on that. It's like 10% off. Yeah. Come on. 10% off. Oh boy. It's, you know, actually, um, toe health is very important. I, um, that was so random, but I'm so serious. My big toenail had cracked like high Ooh. and I didn't realize till I went to get my nails done and the lady was pointing out and she pointed it out so aggressively. I think she was trying to make sure that I knew that she didn't do it. Right. Um, so I was like, ah, you know, I was like, oh, grow back out. I was like, my hair grows fast. My nails will grow fast. And, um, I got nervous about it and then sent Corinne a video of me like moving it. All right. Yeah. And Corinne was like, first of all, I didn't know we were here in our relationship. Um, (laughs) So thank you. I was like, oh yeah, girl, we should, we shared an Amtrak. This is where we're at now. Um, she's like, but you definitely need to go to see a podiatrist. And I went. And um, that's when I discovered I had toe fungus, 
which apparently is very common. Uh. And she told me, my podiatrist, she's like, never, ever, ever go and get your toes done. She's like, because a lot of those places don't clean their instruments well. Yeah. And it's so, and I was like, where? So I can't The laws have gotten better, thank God. But yeah, it was sketchy for a really long time. I mean, and I usually go to really, really bougie places, like super, super bougie places. And it's probably how I choose them as racist. Like, I like the ones with the Russian accents instead of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of the Asians. They're too, aggra- they're too hardcore. That's exactly how I choose my all. massage parlors, too. That's <laughs> how I choose my laundromats. The yeah, Russian, yeah, Russian yeah, accents. Like the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds bad, but for some reason, they always got, like, nice, but they've got better decor. And that might not be the best. Mm. I don't know. I found a place on Yelp, and I thought I was doing well. So now... I'm like, I can't go back. So, yeah. yes, everybody make sure that you don't got fungus. Clean your toes. Yeah, man. Clean your toes. There's was, always that thing. Like, I always hear people, do you wash your feet in the shower? Like, is that like a thing? Like, I, people. That's talk- a, co- I've never had this conversation before <laughs> right now. Who's asking you about washing feet? <laughs> no, no one asked me, but I hear like, I've, I've heard I it. Your feet discussions. about a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Didn't Schultz make you take your feet no, out? No, he did. He, he made me take my foot out because. And that I was heard- the only time. What? I feel like there was another foot no, thing. No, no. But anyway, sorry. He's got a weird thing about the second toe being longer than oh, the first is, one. Yeah, what's wrong yeah. with that? He says it should be illegal it or something. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but pretty common. I think I most people's are. I was about to say, that's pretty much, I don't know why they draw feet then in a downward yeah, slope. Yeah, it it's mostly yeah. even. It does that. Or a little more. <laughs> and they need to start uh, making shoes to accommodate that. I know. I don't sorry, know what that annoying. is. Anywho. Okay. Um, uh, but, but anyway, back to washing your feet in the shower, <laughs> which is apparently talked about more regularly than I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there are two types of people: the people who just let the soap run down and call it a day, yeah, and the people who actually go in on it. Yeah. Do you know what I think about? Actually, this is from a very old episode of our podcast when we did it in the green room. Mm-hmm. Leah Bonima yelling at Mike Cannon for using the same soap everywhere on his body. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're giving yourself yeast infections because you can't use the same soap on your feet that you use on other parts of your body <laughs> right after you use it on your feet because there's fungus on your feet. What's wrong with you? But you could wash the soap off. No. Yeah, actually, soap is self-cleaning. That's what I thought. I just... But you could, you could theoretically, like, they, the germs maybe are staying alive long enough that if you literally went... Because, like, they actually say, like, when you're at the gym, if mm-hmm. you're using the shower at the gym, like, make sure yeah, that's when you're pulling on your yeah. underwear and your pants, like, you don't rub against your feet on the oh. way up. Because even if you're wearing <gasps> the shower shoes, they can pick up oh. stuff that will travel to other parts of your body where it's not supposed to be. Oh, my Yikes. gosh. <laughs> you just blew her mind yeah. right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't like I showering this. The by the way, I read this in Cosmo magazine when I was like 15. It's haunted me ever since, and it may not be scientifically true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're giving the people some really good negative yeah. face. This is, is a good just... idea. <laughs> it's a germaphobe episode. Are you, are you making that face because I read Cosmo? Or like, does that surprise you? Or that I've just, this is stuck with no, me? No, I'm just thinking of our uh, a new attempt to get a... Uh, Yo, new sponsor. A new sponsor. A sponsor. Soap. This, is not a, this is not a green room brought to you in part by Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> Wait, do, uh, are, so Crunch Fitness are, hasn't given Amy a yeast infection yet. <laughs> Way to go, Crunch! Oh my god, dynamite job, Crunch! Ugh. Are so, loofahs gross? Yes, mm-hmm. you can't share them. 
I mean, you're not supposed. Well, yeah, like, no, of course not. You mean not. the actual like like loofah, <laughs> like mean? the hard like one, or like the loofah. little spongy? Like, yeah, like if I use doodads. a loofah in the shower, if I'm not supposed to use the same soap all over my body, mm-hmm. then what's the difference from a yeah. loofah? I don't think there's a problem with using the same soap. I mean, I, I get either. on, I get on my boyfriend about like using the proper like skincare stuff because yeah. I'm like I don't want to date a leather face person in 20 years. Um, so I'm very big on face hygiene. Um, but I think the same soap is fine, but loofahs and washcloths are, what's the word? Inhygienic? That's not the word. Unhygienic. There it is. You get it. Um, Dehygienic? Not hygienic? Yeah. That's also a phrase. That's a good way to say it. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to replace them pretty regularly. I think like ever. I think washcloths are everything. And like washcloths, yeah, you've got to. Because I've gotten. You know what's wild? Put them in the laundry. Get Mm -hmm. a new one. Is Everybody probably showers drastically different, but we don't yes. know. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, it's the one thing yeah. that we do by ourselves yeah. all the time. It's like that episode of Seinfeld, like, Jerry, can I just watch what you do and yeah. figure it out? <laughs> I've been doing it wrong this entire time. <laughs> it is funny, though, too, because you do. You have, like, a very, I have a specific order of things of, like, you know, yes. what gets yeah. used first. While I'm, while I'm waiting for the conditioner, what do I do so I'm not wasting that time? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Very efficient shower. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Anywho, enough about showering and soap. I don't know. Does anyone, I feel like maybe I feel like Nick hasn't had his chance to talk about his disgusting hygiene problems. Oh, we don't need to oh, do no. that. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> men are so gross when it comes they to that are. shit. They really are. Well, thanks uh. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I have two roommates. A man. Uh, one's a woman. One's a man. And uh, they're comics. We all know them. Casey, Robbie. Uh, the amount of stuff between Casey and I that is in our shower because I have like. Three different body washes, one for when it's hot outside, one for if I'm having a breakout, one for just regular every day that smells nice. I've got two different kinds of shampoo, two different kinds. I've got a conditioner mm-hmm. and a hair mask, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. I've got the face wash. Sometimes I have two different kinds of face wash depending on the season. And Robbie at one point just had one of those all-in-one men things oh, that God. you wash your hair, you wash your body, you're done. And How I just lazy like, do you have to be to have one of those things? I was you just, just like, oh, that must be nice. <laughs> Just it's the shampoo, conditioner, and body wash in one. Like you just squeeze it on your head it and I just let it just run down. Yeah. <laughs> now he's got a selection of items for different things. But uh, I think part at of one that point I was like, man, that comes with dating a woman because I had to literally clean up my boyfriend's uh, his situation because he was using stuff that I, I was like, your skin, that's not good. I started doing oh. research like like <laughs> what is it, glycodol, whatever it is, glycolic. Yeah, there it is. I don't know how to pronounce them, but I know how to find them. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, babe, so you're going to use this. And then when you're done with that, and if I'm on the road and I come back, I'm just, I look at his face. I'm like, what the fuck happened? So he like totally ignores everything once you leave. Like when I leave, he just goes and then he's watching his face with Irish spray. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? And then he'll break out and he'll just look at me, give me that dumb look. <laughs> <laughs> I just basically want to shake the shit out of him. Just like. It's like I put so much work and effort in reading stuff in Sephora. And he just looks at me just like it's just I'm so, I'm so type A. I don't know how I managed to just exist because it just everything just I, I have, everything has to be a certain a certain way. Mm. And if it's not, then I just I lose it. I just get very Yeah. How long have you been in your relationship? Um, two years. Okay. Yeah, he's not type A at all, but he's just—he's just so nice that you overlook a lot. Of, not that—that that makes it sound like he's a horrible person, but I'm able to like overlook 
a good All amount of terrible. stuff. Yeah, they are. I don't think you can have two type A people together because no. that's because you're never going to have 100% overlapping type mm-hmm. A-ness. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to get ugly. They just clash all the time. I usually date people that are a lot more easy, fluid and easy going. Yeah, because and I tell people off the break, like am I, when I was on Bumble and Tinder, I my whatever was, I am not um, easy going. <laughs> you said that on your profile? Yeah. Yeah, and I told I'm like when we get out, I'm just like I know I seem fun on the first day. I'm super like I was like I'm a comic, so I I first date very well because oh, yeah. it's just crowd work. Yeah. It's just crowd work to one person, yeah, and that's true. this is this is all of this. <laughs> I am amazing on first dates. Well, like I'm like sometimes I'm on first dates and I'm like having an outer body experience, looking at myself, going, "Girl, you are killing this. What? <laughs> Look at you!" But after that, it just. If you like it weirds off there because then I start becoming who you really are me. And yeah. it's not a bad person. I just I'm very. And I think part of that is just how I grew up. Like my parents were very uh, um, not they shouldn't have been parents. Um, <laughs> so my sister and I had to take care of ourselves. So we didn't really have a safety net. That's what I always say. So me and her always had to like just always have shit together. Um, so when you grow up like that, you start realizing like, Hey, if I don't have money to pay my rent, rent's not getting paid. So you better find out a way. Right. So I'm very like, things have to be a certain way. Cause I need to be able to live and not go through these anxiety attacks. I mean, that's interesting. Cause like most comics that we know live like by the seat of their pants, not knowing what bill's going to get paid and what year, what month. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times I try to text someone to be like, hey, can you come in and do a spot on Sunday? And they never text me back until three weeks later and go, I'm sorry, my phone got shut off. I'm like, this is the primary tool of your job. I know you think it's you, but it's actually this phone. Like, you need this phone to work, bro. Yeah. The phrase, the phrase. How do you think I'm going to find you? Like, when your phone doesn't work, do you think I'm sending carrier pigeons out? Like, what the fuck, man? And people act like, I've had to go through this with young comics so many times. Sorry, I'm. this is like, I didn't know this was a rant inside me coming out. But, like, I, I literally am like, this boggles my mind, like, Whatever the other bills are, whatever weed you're buying, whatever <laughs> diner you went to last night, that $11 could have gone to this fucking phone bill, which is way more important. Yeah. See, Amy and I could never date. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting because we would just be so, we would just rant all day. I'm like, I know, girl. And it would just be to another rant. About we turn into full time subway vigilantes. Yes. We would just talk each other and you're like, You want to go to brunch on the way? Let's just fuck some people. Yes. Uh. Like, literally, we'd probably get costumes and everything because it would be on. Because everything you're saying, whatever I have, like, I got into, I'm not going to say the comic's name, but it was a young comic who had just for the first time done his taxes. And he was, you probably know who I'm talking about. Oh, no, okay. I, I can think 20 people. <laughs> but he was, he was a young 20 yeah. something, 20. Four twenty-three, old enough that I'm just like my dude. Um, so I'm trying to talk to him because he caught me on a very patient day. He caught me on a day when I was like, everybody's doing their best. Everybody is doing their best. Everybody's doing their best. <laughs> he caught me on one of those days. Oh, that's gonna be the title of the episode, by the way. Everybody is doing their best. <laughs> he caught me on that day. And he's just like, bro, I haven't done my, I've never, I owe taxes. And I'm like, first of all, you're doing okay for who you are, but you should not, you're not doing owe take, okay, well, you should owe taxes. No. I was like, I, I, I don't I don't have a CPA or anything. I don't work at H&R Block, <laughs> but just from assessment 
of your life and what you say on stage, you not doing that good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that your jokes aren't funny, but what yeah. you talk like, about, I'm like. Like you don't have a home. You're living with three different girlfriends. You <laughs> definitely didn't make enough money to owe taxes. I don't believe something. <laughs> You're what Ann Coulter calls a lucky duck. You're so poor you don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> so we ended this whole thing and he just didn't understand the concept of deductions and what like just i'm trying to break it i don't i forgot which comic was in the room but he looked like every white male boss i had as an engineer so i was already triggered um and i'm trying not to be triggered because i don't I was like i don't know who this dude is and he doesn't deserve whatever wrath is going to come out of my body because of his glasses um and demeanor because it's just like i'm just looking i'm just like you just look like every white dude i've had to go hey do you mind if i take off oh, three days next week like i just yeah. that you just look like that guy um, so I'm trying to explain to this comic uh, this whole thing. And this guy keeps on interjecting, but giving more information than he needs to. Because I'm looking at this comic going, I need to give you the bare, yeah. the basics. Mm-hmm. We're not getting into what tax bracket you're in or anything along that line. And this other dude is like, well, you got to worry. I was like, he don't got to worry about shit other than this is what it is. You're playing a game of how much money can I write off? Yep. <laughs> so every time you pay your cell phone bill, every time you go out to eat, he's like, I can write off this coffee. You can write off that coffee. Yo! Coffee? Yeah, I'm just like, but well, we're going to try to find bigger things to write off. Yeah, not just coffee. <laughs> than this $2.35 iced coffee, but that's a good start. Oh that is a good God. start. So I get it. Like, sometimes I look at comics, I'm like, how are you living like this? I can't this? wait to hear who this is when we get finished yeah, this I'm podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to put him on. He uh, probably wouldn't care, because when I say you're like, he wouldn't give a shit. Uh, he would have probably just been happy that his name was mentioned. That's true. Who was the podcast? <laughs> I like to think whoever it was, though, was super excited about doing their taxes, and then, like, two days later, someone was like, you know you could get audited. I say, what now? Like you, you know, like they're going to like the IRS could check in on this to make sure that you're just not claiming everything. It's like, oh, shit. Yes. Not only that, I, I have a friend, too. He's not done his taxes and he's he's actually like a rapper. We were having this conversation. Shut your mouth, Amy. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Is it Lauren Hill? No, no. Um, He's never done his taxes, but he does shows all over the country, all over the world. And I'm like, what do you mean? You've, he's like, well, I mean, I don't know. I, they're just going to have to like find me. And I'm like, but what if when you get to that six figure point or there's certain like income bracket and you've never filed before, do you understand like what's gonna like go on in your life? He doesn't. And he's in his thirties. So it's like, I don't know. I like it's just you probably I stop talking about the year that I lived abroad. <laughs> I made no dollars name. in America still... and the grand total of American money that I made was like under twenty thousand dollars. So obviously I didn't totally. owe anything mm-hmm. to anybody and I whatever I did with the I don't know. Did I pay ta- I guess I paid tax in Hungary. They, oh, they don't have income tax. They have a much better tax system. Oh, that's all uh, and uh I mean they were communists, you know, they they knew how to fucking take that shit out. Yeah. This isn't up to you. We already took it out. Um but yeah, and like that's how scared I am of taxes. Yeah. It's like, although I will be honest, I actually I still haven't done this year's taxes. I at some point just started not doing them until October. Okay. Because I used to have a job where every April I we had to go do this big huge uh, trade show thing in Vegas, and it was a nightmare, and it took up everybody's life forever. And everybody else managed to do their taxes, but I was like, poor little me, I can't. 
I can't do all this at the same time. You're doing your best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and also, as it turns out, if the government is supposed to pay you back uh, and you're getting a refund, which I was always getting a refund because I had when I had a regular salaried job, I had the highest deduction. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'd rather take it out now so mm-hmm. I don't know I've got it until later. But they don't fine you like a shit ton? No, because if they if they owe you money, they are happy to hold on to that money for as, as long, long as you possible. let them because it's earning interest. Yep. Oh. So they don't give a shit if you file late as long as you're getting a refund. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Also, I mean, you know, you can set, you can just put, I'm doing an extension. Like on April 15th, I go into TurboTax and I just go, filing for extension, send. Hmm. See, these are things, you know, when I think about comedy, I think about all the things that same day I said, this is what the fuck I think is the problem. And I went on a whole rant (laughs) um, in the green room at New York Comedy Club because I was like, I can tell you who in this room eats ass, but no one knows how to do their fucking taxes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a problem. That's a problem. You have no idea how much we talk about that other subject, too. It's ridiculous. Wait, who eats ass? It's always talked about. But the moment (laughs) it's time to talk about shit that's relevant to our careers and things that are important and things that, you know, we're adults. Right, everybody wants a. They don't want to say shit, but I'm like, you talk about, oh, who you eat the butt? I eat the butt. We all eat the butt. Everybody's in that fucking conversation. It drives me nuts. That's why I don't like being in some of these women groups because sometimes it's just like, okay, yeah, I get it. We can have a good time or whatever, but it's like, can we talk about the business of what it is that we're doing? Right. Because I. I don't. I would, maybe people don't, just don't fully understand it, and they just like they're nobody just, fully. Understands I don't it. know what crazy. the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I about mean, eating it's the also butt di- or taxes? Because <laughs> I don't either. I don't Both. know either of those. <laughs> but uh, you <laughs> know, for you, Nick, do, it makes me think like we should start offering like you know how like in high school they have those like life skills classes yeah. yes. that teach you. I mean, you don't need to balance a checkbook anymore because who's fucking writing checks? But mm-hmm. just. Shit like that of like, here's how taxes work and here's how to put money in a savings account. Yeah. Or here's how to do quarterly taxes. That's something I just had to learn about. I mean, especially you guys, because you make so much, you know, cash and like having to put that aside and people don't think about that. At all. It's not something. Freelance pay, nothing's taken out. What we learned in high school and and just school in general is terrible. Yeah, it's not helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so bad. Like... We need to be learning what's in our food. Don't like when I'm in, when I'm in science class, when I was in science class, not in science class, when I was in <laughs> science class, and like we're, <laughs> we're learning about God knows what. Uh, it's like, why aren't you telling me how to read a food label? Yeah. What am I putting into my body? That's real science. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're going to start getting off on a conspiracy theorist here, but like, that's just like, it, it's, it's awful what kids are learning in school and like, why aren't we learning how to pay taxes? Why aren't we learning how to save money? Why aren't we learning that when we decide to go to college, because everyone forces us to go to college yep. at high school, that I'm about to be in debt for the next mm. 10 to 20 years? Yep. All right. That's I'm going to get off my soapbox now. You guys want to talk about something funny? <laughs> I, I feel like that's the energy I usually bring to people. I did this up. <laughs> I did. I was on Marina's podcast. Everybody's having a good time. That I was just like, but black women are dying because of health. And then it was just a whole, and it was just like, I'm sorry. You know, I was doing my best today and everything too. And we started this podcast. Don't get me started about people in public who don't turn their phones on silent because I will flip this table over. Turn your fucking phone off. You're looking at it. Why do you need it to be on? 
It's the I've never seen people. you get this upset. Oh my god, it's the worst. We were at a we were at a diner the other day, and the entire just the entire room was bing bing. There's like ear piercing. I was like, I looked at Claudia. I'm like, do I have old man ear? Do like certain sounds drive me through a wall because everybody's phone is bing bing bing, and they're just looking at it. They're not talking to each other. They're looking at them. Like you don't need it to alert you. You're looking at it. Turn your fucking phone off. Also, people without listening to music, especially on the subway, no headphones, they can get thrown out oh. on the tracks. Oh, and they're really? fucking, b- fucking beatbox, yeah. oh. and they're just blasting it. Like, what are you oh trying God, yeah, to if prove, you bring a Bluetooth man. head, like, uh, those yes. speakers. Speaker, mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. Leah Bonham and I said we were going to dress up like flight attendants and hand out um, headphones to people. I would love that. I, would oh, love that. I think about that all the time. You must tape that. I, oh I, was, I think about that all the time. Like, please turn. Like, And I know that sometimes mine are loud, but if I see someone look at me... I'm like, oh, let me turn that down. Sorry. You know, like. Because you have oh, self-awareness. Yeah. Oh, the fucking subways are the worst. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? My neighborhood is. I can't pro- believe we haven't like devolved into the purge because we all have to ride the subway that we haven't just like started. That's what I said. It does. It eats at your soul. Somebody's ass. My boyfriend. Sorry, you, I just got you off. Oh, no, say? I would say it, it's like my neighborhood. It's predominantly Afro-Caribbean and. I understand that we all listen to the same music because I'm probably listening to the same song as a person next to me. It's all the same Caribbean soca, reggae, dance hall. But that doesn't mean I want to hear your song. Like, I enjoy my song being contained to my ear. But people come on, like you said, with boom boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, I see people with full-on carts. Like, how do you get that up and down yeah. the steps? Because are you going to a DJ gig at 11 a.m.? What's happening here? I need to know. I have questions. I need answers. And I can't ask because then you're going to beat my ass and I'm not about that business. I can't fight. I just have a lot of mouth and pepper spray. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. When, That's it. when are we as a society going to stop letting people come on to public places with their music as loud as they can? That's fantastic. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about your JFL edition real oh, quick before we? Sure. Um, I was, you know what? This is, like I was telling you before, I, I feel like this is the first time. I don't want to jinx it. Um, I felt good. No, I'll, uh, you know what? Okay. I'm doing my best. Okay. Um, there was nothing I could have done in that set. I left that set feeling like I put everything on out there. Like, there was nothing that I would have changed. Because my first audition, I was just like, well, you know. Um, <laughs> I look cute. Like, you know, you try to find, like, <laughs> you just try to find ways to feel good about yourself because you hair were like, was so shiny today. Yeah, you know, like, this was really conditioned hair. Like, it was just, you know, my shoes were matching. You know, it was I good. used two different types of soaps for this one. Exactly. <laughs> like, I was, and that first, like, the first audition I did was in DC. And, um, and I'm kind of happy that I got to go back home to do it. Um, and that was, I think, a, uh, I'm not going to talk about my management because that's going to put me in another space. Um, (laughs) But needless to say, I got an audition and I got to go home, back home to Maryland, D.C. area. And my audition was, I will say it was okay at best. Um, And I think part of it was because, not part of it, all of it was because I was taught and I have a, I don't remember who it was, that when you're doing a showcase set, that it has to be very personal to you. It has to show who you are in five minutes. And it has all these parameters that it needs to hit. So you can't just go on stage and talk about why you think Pringles are funny. Like it needs to be <laughs> something that's, you know, that's about you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of, and I'm being a woman of color, especially a woman that's of 
immigrant descent. Like I've been constantly hammered to like the first time you are on a big stage, you need to talk about that because that's what makes you you. And I don't agree with that. But so I've been conditioned to create this set. And luckily, I finally got a set that I like that actually does talk about that. But the first the first audition I did um, for this year of JFL, it was just I think it was mediocre, but it was good enough to get me a callback. Um, and the second one, the callback, that was the first time I learned about discipline preparing for that set because I like going on stage and just fucking around with the crowd and I've gotten pretty good at crowd work. So, and that's usually, I start to lean on that because I'm just like, oh, I know I'm good at this. It feels good. Everybody's laughing and comics, you know, we're whores for the laughter. <laughs> right. So it's like, you're like, as soon as you hear the ha, it's just like, okay, you know, it's just like, give me more, give me more, give me more. Um, so preparing for this, it put me in a space where I had to like really discipline myself that especially like texting you going, I need, you know, these sets, you're giving me exactly a six minute set. So I don't have time to get on stage and fuck around. I have to get on stage and that discipline of going into it, no matter what came before me, what's going on in the, in the crowd. I got to discipline myself to be like, da 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 right into it. And that was, I think, one of the hardest things for me um, because you want to be part of the show. And I feel like when you do that, you're not part yeah. of the show. You can't react to what's happening. That's yeah. the part of live that's, entertainment. It, yeah, I mean, I find that's so weird of showcases. For, Sorry. for people listening who don't know the world of comedy, like live, a live show is exactly that. Like, whatever's going on in the room, whatever that couple said two, jo two comics yes. ago, that's going to be part of your gig because that's the, the experience. That's why live comedy is the best. Yes. Because it will never be duplicated. At all. So when you have to go on and be like, I got this many seconds i can't even look at that couple because they're cracking everyone else up and it's like bam 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 and then and then of course like you got to feel like shit i'm gonna be the, the worst one on this show because i'm doing my own thing and not being in the moment yeah so that's 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 like i enjoy hearing the story because it's like wow that is so hard that's that's yeah. that was a discipline i was talking actually talking to seaton smith last night about that um i said "Ooh, now i see what you and keith have been like drilling in me about the discipline and getting your set. I don't do a good Keith impersonation. Um, <laughs> I was going to try and I was just like, I don't know who I sound like. Um, but yes, that was the hardest part for me to just like really like go to these, go, go do these shows and still find the funny and what it is that I wrote whenever I wrote it and make it still feel fresh to me so that it feels fresh to them and not be in the show, but be in the show, but be in the moment, but not be in the moment because I need to do this. And honestly, like that, by the time I got to the audition, I was like, okay, my set is tight. I was at the Women in Comedy Festival. I ran it there 8 million times. <laughs> I, I felt, and that was self-conscious too, because I was like, I hope these people know that every time they're going to see me, the only thing different is going to be my outfit. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all going to see the same six-minute set because I got to run this. I have more important things to do right yeah. next week and this just happened to fall into but this. it's cool that you prepared them too for that they were like listen i've been you said it you're like i've been doing it this time but they still they were still supportive of you yeah. in that moment and they loved what you were doing yeah. so i'm sure that was a good confirmation yeah it made me feel good and i realized even dead shows i would do this and i would still get sometimes like you get ha 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 and you're just like you know what for what this is that yeah. is that is perfect like i'm happy that you even gave me a chuckle um so <laughs> yeah so by the time i got to the set to the um 
to the showcase, I was I had never been that nervous on stage before, like to the point where my hand was doing this. So I had to really double fist. And luckily I sometimes do this, so this wasn't unnatural. Mm-hmm. But I would try to get comfortable and it was just like, eh, like you're okay, like rubbing off. We're gonna go ahead and hold that mic again. Lean on the mic stand. I I had to learn not to do that. So like now I've gotten out of that habit or leaning or I used to do the whole my left side of the body on the stool before. And I was like, why are you giving everybody your hip? Um, (laughs) That's not the look. So, yeah, I feel good about it. If I it's at the point where I hope to God I get it. Um, Well, when do you find out? I don't know. Do do you have an idea of one? Uh, Yeah, they usually they have to give you guys enough notice for you to make your uh, travel plans. And they usually they don't announce it publicly until right before in July, but they usually tell people, I think, sometime in June. And then you're not allowed to tell anybody, except everybody finds out anyway. Of course. <laughs> oh, that's torture. It is torture, so. It is, it's so funny to me in this day and age, and sorry, we do, we have to, I was the one, I just was like, we gotta wrap this up soon, and now I'm gonna say a whole other thing. <laughs> but like, JFL that they do with new faces, still maintain the secret, like when we get the list of people coming to do an audition at the club, they're like, you may not post this anywhere. Like, they don't even wow. want it at the front desk with the, you know, like normally we have the lineup with whoever's checking people in so they can tell people stuff, and it's like, Nobody can publicly see this. Nobody can even know who's auditioning or who's getting a call back. We can't put it on our website. We can't tweet. So, you know, whatever. You're not supposed to, like, post pictures saying, like, sometimes I'll put stuff up in the Instagram story from one of them, but I won't identify, like, we were at JF. I'll just be like, oh, here's so-and-so having a good time or whatever. Uh, You cannot. And, like, it's, it's literally, like, you'll get in trouble as the comic if you are the one who leaked any yourself or any other name from new faces before the day they announce it publicly like it's crazy and it's like you understand it's 2019 and we have the internet right and no there are no there are no secrets everyone knew everything that was going to happen in endgame before (laughs) the movie actually came out that actually they did okay with but you know you know what i mean like yeah like we everyone's pretty sure they know everyone's seen 700 scenes from the last uh, episode of Game of Thrones accident so you know what I mean like yep. you can't but somehow they do it's like it's still like it's 2009 and we can keep secrets right. that is <laughs> fascinating right. and amazing so yeah I'm well a- we wish you luck thank you well thank I you. would I really enjoyed this podcast and I would like to say that if if you get the JFL I would love for you to come back on and yeah. we can do uh, part two of this of this <laughs> podcast and then we'll be uh, getting ready for Montreal I'm, I'm with it so hopefully i'll be back great Yay, yeah. anything you want to uh oh yeah plug, you want to plug away in the meantime um i will be releasing my own podcast um i like to call it an audible documentary oh. um i know it's just, just um it's called who does the babies here um and it's about growing up by and multiracial oh. so yeah i have a bunch of comics that are by and multiracial and awesome yeah, interview them and yeah, it's a lot of storytelling nice mm-hmm. great we'll plug it on twitter Follow us on Twitter. I don't know how many times I got to say this. (laughs) Sheesh. All right, that was it. That was all I had. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to This Is Not A Green Room. We are available wherever you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, as well as the Laughable app. And wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating so that other people can find us and love us too. You can find us online at Not A Green Room on Instagram and Twitter, and you can check out the club at New York Comedy on Twitter and NY Comedy Club on Facebook and Instagram.